you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks from Move the Sticks. Bucky, for those that haven't listened to our show, tell them what it's about. Two former NFL scouts, about 20 years of experience looking at the game from a different perspective, really digging into the personnel evaluations and also some of the team matchups. Also going to be focusing on the draft as it gets closer. And you can check out our show on NFL.com slash podcast. You can find it on iTunes as well as YouTube on the NFL channel. Just pump in, move the sticks. <laughs> wow. Whenever you hear that music, you know something a little different is coming up. I get up. chills. Yes, the Around the NFL podcast will come to you as regularly scheduled in just a few minutes. But because this news broke right after we finished taping on Monday afternoon, we're going to hit it right now. The Philadelphia Eagles say goodbye to DeMarco Murray after just one season, one unproductive season. Greg Rosenthal, uh, he has been traded to the Tennessee Titans. The terms of the deal have yet to be disclosed at this time. Uh, The move does not become official until Wednesday, but it's happening uh, DeMarco Murray to Tennessee, and my uh, my question to you, your initial thoughts. I am really curious in this Eagles trade, there's been two of them today, what the terms are. Because if to me, it makes sense that they're just getting rid of him. They're sick of DeMarco Murray. They want to wash Chip Kelly out of the building. Basically. They don't like his tood. <laughs> basically, that anything, that anything that happened last year didn't exist. Uh, but if they got a halfway decent pick for Murray, then it becomes larceny. Because I feel like I would rather have – I would just as much have Lamar Miller or Matt Forte, certainly Doug Martin, at a much lower salary than I would rather have DeMarco Murray. I'd rather have a second-round pick. I, I absolutely – I mean, if – if the, yeah, if the trade – even if it doesn't yield, like, big returns for the Eagles, Howie Roseman, uh, to me, had a very nice day. And, well, again, let's – they not only did DeMarco Murray get traded here, 
They also traded Byron Maxwell, who is a, um, a cornerback signed to star money that didn't work out. Kiko Alonso, who was acquired in the LaShawn McCoy trade. All guys that did not make a positive impact on the Eagles uh, under Chip Kelly. And Roseman, obviously not only getting rid of these guys and, like you said, wiping away Chip Kelly, it, it feels almost personal. Like Howie Roseman a year ago, what a difference a year makes. He's banished to the Poconos in an archery hut. Now he's he's wheeling and dealing and getting the praise of NFL Twitter. And that's always a dangerous thing when people are too much in well, favor of a front office moves that's happening. But in this case, DeMarco Murray – was a below-average running back last year, and he's coming off a season in 2014 where he had almost 500 touches, and he just didn't look like the same guy, and he may never bounce back from that. In Tennessee, just I know they have a new GM running the ship that some people are excited about, but it's a strange move. His salary is guaranteed. He's getting paid like a superstar this year. I want to know what the cap implications are, and I'm trying to figure it out in my head off the top of my head, I thought the Eagles would be taking on uh, some serious dead money or a cap hit to get rid of him, so that that should be factored into it. But I believe that he is paid seven million dollars guaranteed this year. Uh, yeah, apparently he's keeping uh, most, if not all, of the guaranteed money in that initial deal. But he did uh, make some uh, consolations with the Titans to get the deal done. Okay. So the contract's going to be a little bit different, but DeMarco's still getting paid like a star running back. I, to me, and uh, from the Tennessee, Tennessee side, and everybody knows that we we question the Titans around these parts because they just seem so boring. It seems like a little bit of a move that a bad team makes. Yes. It makes you think that you could totally see the same DeMarco Murray playing in Tennessee and, and – Marcus Mariota turning it around and handing it off to Murray, who's going to get three yards of carry. It feels like we're that could be where we're heading. I don't want to call uh, it a swindle job right now, but this kind of this seems like a tightoonsy move, you know. It does be because because you think of what Mike Malarkey wants to do, exotic Smash Mouth. Mm. I know that's not his thing, but Smash Mouth is his thing. And old school, I want to give my running back 400 carries if possible like he used to, I believe, with Michael Turner when he was the offensive coordinator back in Atlanta. And that's just kind of his MO is that old-school thinking. And you're right, it does sound like an old-school type of move that let's get the big-time running back, big-name running back. It seems like the type of move that – uh, Joe Blow would make. It was like, I want a star running back. I want a guy that has – And they shown- don't have one. Their running back position, to be fair, it, has been a total yeah. disaster. I want a guy who who can pro- has proven before that he could touch the ball 500 times in a season and win rushing titles, and I got him. But meanwhile, we don't know if he's close to that same guy anymore, and evidence pointed to that not being the case in his most recent season of football. He's a running back at age 28. These things – these guys go off the cliff pretty quick. Well, and he's not a great – great player on passing downs. He's not a bad player, but I think I look at what the Eagles have right now, and maybe they don't get rid of Darren Sproles, who people thought they were going to cut. You have Ryan Matthews. You have Darren Sproles. Last year, Murray was the third best running back on that roster, so it's just a cleaner situation for them, whereas Tennessee, it's like, what is the best that you can hope for? I think probably him coming in seventh or eighth in the league and rushing and having a solid twelve or 1,300 yards on Spectacular. To me, that's the best you can uh, do. Yeah, I think they would be very happy with that. But they're not going to get uh, – we would all be very surprised. They're not going to get the 1,800-yard DeMarco Murray. 
and maybe they didn't. They're not going to pay for that. But still, this, he's going to get paid like a. a well, they are paying for that. I think. Yeah, a stud running back. I think they are going to give him the ball three hundred times. I think they'll just see how that works. That they're just caught. I don't think you make this move unless you're ready for him to be the centerpiece of the offense. I think that's the plan. And it's also under the assumption that he's going to be a rock in the backfield that's going to stay healthy, which really has never been a strong suit. I know he did it in Dallas one year, and in part-time he didn't have a serious injury last year. But who knows if his body can take another full season. It just feels, eh, we'll see what happens. I think the Eagles are doing the right thing here. They're they're cleaning the books and moving forward in in, in a very exciting way. It's an amazing thing, although they are annually very active, and this is true when Howie Roseman was running the show previously, they're always making news in September. They're like a better version of the Dolphins, mm. generally. They're, they're more success. I mean, not September, March. Uh, they're always making news this time of year. They're always making splashy moves. They're getting aggressive. Howie Roseman runs his team aggressively, which I, which I like. Like, I like that they're not waiting um, to, you know, they're making a mistake. They're getting rid of mistakes as fast as they can. But it doesn't mean you're going to be successful just because you're making news in March. I... Um... I liked your subtle allusion to the dream team there. Ooh, yeah. A shout-out to Vince Young, wherever you are, Vince. <laughs> All right, so that's that's what's going on. The little breaking news here. Uh, we have a lot of show to get to, so why don't we just send it over to ourselves and some others in an exciting episode of the Around the NFL podcast on the eve of free agency. The Around the NFL podcast. Braves the Elements. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I'm joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Dave Damashek, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Omaha. <laughs> My what, tribute. What well a day played. for you, uh, Dave Damashek. Mm, He's finally all. out of your life. Peyton Manning, after years of Dave Damashek, the assassinations of the character and oh, playing stop. ability and uh, the, the clutchness of Peyton Manning. Uh, he goes out a winner in Super Bowl 50, and now he's out of your life. So bittersweet, I'm sure. His contributions to, uh, to the victorious Super Bowl 50 team were, were barely more than Dave Damashek's contribution. Yeah, but it, <laughs> that, there, I, that, there's some truth Gotta to that. Kill you. And yet there, it has to be annoying as uh, the most vocal – uh, anti-Peyton Manning guy out there that he ended in this way because you're going to have to be making this explanation. The rest of you are like, oh, well, but he didn't really earn it. Admit it's super annoying for you riding that train about the one Super Bowl for years that he ended up getting one in a kind of a cheapy way on some level, and you, it just sticks it to you in some way. <laughs> I'll say this. You know what I think? This is one of those Super Bowls. You know, when we look back, it's going to look worse in 10 years, 20 years, sort of like the way you look at the Ravens and the Buccaneers Super Bowl crowns, not the uh, second Ravens one, but sort of like they seem like, what happened that year? How did that team get all the way through? How did the Buccaneers with oh, Brad Johnson sneak I disagree. Through? That I Bucks think, team was great. I think, was so good. I think it's going to go the other way. With Michael Pittman? People as they decades forty five points as decades pass, people will forget that how bad Peyton Manning was in this game. Yeah, correct and about he'll just that be too. the guy that has two Super Bowl right. titles and five MVPs in what, every record. And Greg's point said, "Well, were Elway's stats in that one Super Bowl he won? No one remembers any of that. Right. Business. They, I they, do. One hundred twelve yards. Right. But it's they were just, just that as bad as Manning's stats. You're in a bad spot, Dave. 
No, you know what, though, Hanzoos? I agree with what you just said, and both things can be true. As you look back on the 2015 season, it's going to seem it cheapens the Lombardi Trophy on some level. There are certain ones that sneak through. The New Jersey Devils winning the Stanley Cup. The 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 fact that forever the glorious trophy that bears names like Orr and Lemieux. Well, the fact that hockey exists. Lightning etched into it for all of time, cheapens <laughs> that trophy. And same thing with the Buccaneers being a Super Bowl champion. But it, they were it, a great team that, that year. It dulls they the luster. They were a much better team than this Broncos team. And yet this Broncos team won 12 games and was the number one seed and took out all the good teams on the way to winning the Super Bowl. However, what can you say about And Zeus is right, too, incredible. and I've made that same point, is that 10 years from now, Peyton is going to look ever more luminous because he'll have two rings, and that's what people will point at. People will forget the specifics of, of the playoff run that he was really just a passenger on the way there. But I think you're right about that. But both of those things are true. So, yes, yeah, so we get right into Peyton Manning because this is Peyton Manning's big day. Of course, we're going to talk about that, but that won't be the only thing we talk about on today's show because, let's be honest, I mean, do you really need to talk about Peyton Manning exclusively on this one of the more important weeks of the NFL calendar? We've had multiple people – Already chime in this morning, say, please do not spend an entire podcast on Peyton Manning. Well, what will you do, Dave? I know you're taping immediately after us with uh, Greg sitting in. Will it be all Peyton? Or you what a crossover. Stop? I just want to make sure. Yeah, this is a big day at <laughs> NFL media podcasting uh, in Studio 66 or whatever you guys call it. But uh, do you acknowledge it? Yeah, of course. Oh, thank you. Well, the, as uh, we, as I've said many times, and, and Mark, you've agreed, there, there is no around the NFL podcast. Oh, quiet. Now, listen. Without damage. No one cares That's about true. that. Listen. We care. I want to say this, that Peyton Manning went about his business the right way. I also want to say that he was when the, when the Broncos brought him in, he was everything they wanted and more. I just wanted to make those points because it seems like nobody can make can talk about him today without genuflecting to him. There is right. a lot to get to today. Uh, we're gonna... for a second. I thought you were being genuine. <laughs> I just Almost. am fascinated by this new phrase, this new cliche that uh, relatively new. I think in the last five to ten years it's really emerged in pro football is this business about going about your business the right way. When did that start? Do bankers do that to each other? I like what he does behind the counter. You know what? Put him behind the counter because he, <laughs> he goes about his business the right way when he's banking. Why did you, it's only in football, is that true? Why did you get so uncomfortable when I tried to kiss the ring just now, by the way? Because it's, it's phony. Real. It's fraudulent. It is not. That's not insulting. It. Absolutely. Mark, true. what? Do we respect Dave for him putting us on the back end of the Dave Damshek football program, giving us our first podcast? Absolutely. Time? I mean, you know, at a time when, not unlike now, when the entire NFL media infrastructure ignores our show entirely, you did not. <laughs> is that true? Ah. It's pretty true. <laughs> Says the guy who was just on NFL Network uh, an hour ago. By the way, you can watch us on uh, Free Agency Frenzy. We're doing some Well, pops. Greg uses yeah. it for a shameless plug. Well, I was digging into the truth. Why not? 9 a.m. on the West Coast. This tomorrow. is what it's really like. I, you're in the you're in the the beehive right now. It's a very dark place. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of paranoia. Exactly. Chip on chips on shoulders and everything. You know, not a pretty place. Uh, yeah. So this is. I invested in rising stocks. That's what I did. Ooh. That's that's what I did. I saw <laughs> I saw two rising stars and I embraced them and uh, and that's that. Thank you. Savvy. Hopefully you get more money from us than we got from Scott Trade. <laughs> Are you are you are you are you picking up the Chris Wessling mantle right now? No, I just throw in a few issues. Out okay, there. Chris Wessling, by the way, is on Tybee Island. We should uh, we should put out there at Huckapoo's. 
we might have to call over there. I want to call. Today. I am the first person at Huckapoo's or on Tybee Island to ever be on a podcast. Nay, hear of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll try to get him on the phone. Initially, and I'm just going to pull back the curtain a little bit, uh, a little later in the show, we're going to uh, bring back our famous prop game. Oh, go get my lunch, you turd. Uh, and and Wes was supposed to be involved. I texted him about an hour ago. Is he still want to do? He's like, oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> As you might expect, Wes having a good time in Tybee, and he deserves to have a good time. Uh, so maybe we'll call him up. But yes, we're gonna make some uh, propositions about free agency uh, today. Each um, this will be Sheck's first time. Uh, go get my lunch um, exercise. Uh, we will each lay out. Kind of true, but I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but I do owe two sandwiches to Chris Wessling for two failed sandwich. Oh, really? Oh, but the first one on the uh, podcast airwaves. Yeah, I bet him, though, that the Chiefs would win that division. Or, the, I'm sorry, the Broncos wouldn't make the playoffs, which really came very close to coming true. And I also said Ryan Mallett would start 12 games um, in the NFL last the- year, and I came about eight short on that count. People do forget that the Broncos, of course, won the Super Bowl. Going into week 17, there was a chance that they could miss the playoffs entirely. It was it was pretty wild. Well, and how about going into the second half of the game against Cincinnati? They're down 4 to nothing or whatever. They don't come yep. back in that game. There's no way they win the Super Bowl. So we'll lay out some uh, props, including some onion hangers. I hope everybody's got onion hangers ready. Hang some onion in a big spot. Greg? You're the one who played it really safe last time around. I don't know if you remember. Onion hangers. I don't believe it. Uh, but before we do any of that, we want to check behind the glass. Yes, Sydney, back in Utah. Um, and as we as we said last week, which was really a celebration of Sydney, and she deserved it. Uh, but we did say that uh, Sydney is now on Around the NFL podcast producer Mount Rushmore, mm. along with the gold standard um, – you know, we don't know what K. Rich's availability is. She on there? Is she? Was she? K. Rich ballot? is there. Yeah, she's okay. great personality. The first producer we ever had. Produce our Stitcher award. So that's three spots taken. Uh, that means there's one empty spot for Brandon McGinnis, and that's a carrot <laughs> if I've ever it's heard. Un, it's that un, sounds good. It's undone right now. They what about Black Tie? Black Tie's more kind of your guy, so we don't want to put him on our <laughs> Mount Rushmore. Wasn't he the original producer of your program? No, we had no. we had, we like had a like series of, had so of, many. of people. We had three or Alex four. Alex Wilk was our first. Alex we Wilk. We had three or four before. Oh, you're saying. We had that gentleman from Green Bay, the Packers fan. He was there for about five minutes. The point being, Brandon. Yes. Uh, and you did a great job your first time around, but now you have a chance to be immortal over yeah. these next you know, five or six no, months. It feels good. I mean, I was only doing your show for two months last time. So. Right. You were just getting warmed up. Just getting warmed up. So, so you get another seven months of me. It's great to be back in business with the Irishman. Uh, let's do some news, buddy. Oh, poorly. Won't see him no more. <laughs> oh, Peyton, we won't see you no more because Peyton Manning announced officially on Monday, gentlemen, that his NFL career is over after 18 seasons. Uh, a career that spanned, you know, two teams, five MVP awards, two Super Bowl titles, four trips to the Super Bowl, and uh, Manning delivered what I thought, Greg, was a bittersweet address. I thought it was very well done, tastefully done by the Broncos, and I thought Manning did a nice job with his speech. But he really did sound like – what are you laughing at? That's <laughs> tastefully done. No, they did a nice job. They had the video presentation. And was, got, was veering tubes. into taboo subject matter a, <laughs> a, a, a real risk there? Okay. I guess it kind of was. Uh, but – 
didn't it feel like Peyton Manning, as he's, as he's speaking and he's getting choked up, he didn't want to retire, but he no. couldn't convince himself that he should keep going. No, he was choked up, and it was sad to see. And forget all your cynicism, Sheck. It was an emotional yeah, press this conference. This is not the day for that, Dave. Come on. You're it, right. I'm not looking to be cynical. You ask my I, opinion. And I'm, I'm – I feel like we've overcovered Peyton Manning and blah, blah, blah. And yet when I watched that and he's getting choked up, you know, it was a little it was a little dusty in Rosenthal uh, manner. Was it really? It really was. I mean, I get emotional. Watching You're a sneaky the, crier. I, I get emotional watching anything like at home if I'm, you know, or in the comfort, in your manner comfort of a film. Well, you know, there was power was out at NFL Network to pull back the curtain even more. Mm. NFL.com. Mark was here at work in the dark working. That's uh, actually hot. Power was not restored. So, yeah, I was <laughs> I was watching uh, the press conference, and uh, it hit me a little bit. Yes. John Elway said during the press conference he spoke as as well as uh, Gary Kubiak and Joe Ellis, the team president. Uh, Elway said that Peyton Manning revolutionized the game and how he played it, and uh, Peyton Manning uh, explained uh, that, you know, what an what a honor it was to play with all these different players and the five coaches – uh, but it was just his time. This is how you know what got me. By the way, what? Was, was his little story about his five-year-old daughter asking if it was gonna be his last game. And you know, yeah, Rapsheet was probably upset about it being a Schefter reference oh, and right. Mort instead of Rapsheet. We'll talk to him next time he's on the show about that. But this is what Peyton. Ha- this is how he closed his press conference uh, at the end, uh, ending his professional career before his Q and A. I should say. There's a scripture reading, 2 Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight, and I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Well, I've fought a good fight. I've finished my football race. And after 18 years, it's time. God bless all of you, and God bless football. Is it, was that too much, Mark? Did you not like that last line? What, God bless football? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... You, said, you thought it was a little I think Greg put it well much. before. He No, he, he – no, I, I, was, I was on board with Peyton for the whole thing. I think Peyton Manning, like, number one, we know he's going to do a good job in this. Please, you are, you that are, li- I, I'm not done yet, Greg. Oh! That, you're, you're that last line was absurd, and I don't <laughs> – Absurd! I, 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 it's absurd because it's – you know what? There's just – I'm sorry, whatever. It's I'm happy for you, Peyton Manning, but that, that's to me, is just gratuitous junk. I, I agree. He, he Whoa. Kind of, <laughs> what? He kind of lost me at God. Yeah, God you agreed with me before. No, I do. Yeah. I do. He lost, junk. He lost. I wouldn't go that strong. He <laughs> All lost, right. That's he right. lost me at God bless football. I believe that he really believes that, but he did sort of lose me. It's with, just with a little line. much. The, the part where you lost me, though, is you were in on it before. During the whole press conference, you were saying, oh, he's going to be back in June. There's no way this guy. Oh, I totally believe he's going to play he left again. In the middle it was a little cheap. So I completely believe he'll be starting week one for the Rams or some team. <laughs> It was a little, a little cheesy, but you got to give him a little slack. This well, this is this is sort of what I and I wonder if Damashek aligned with me on this. We're on a date. Everyone's like, but you've got to give him a little slack today. It's like <laughs> Who he, said this that? guy, Dan just did. Every the, Peyton Manning has more riches, more fame, more <laughs> accolades than anyone could dream of. I don't have to give him anything. He they should have canceled. He the doesn't press need anything from me. No, go do it. Have a nice time. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> He need, he, uh, the idea that he needs. I love Sessler on Mondays, by the way. Yes, and this is really more of a, a reflection of Sessler's mood. I think after coming into a, a dark building, that very well may be true. I, you know, first of all, the big controversy emerging out of Monday's press conference is that Lindy Jones dared to ask a question about Peyton's latest scandal. People didn't care for that, 
and I'm conflicted about it because good she asked. I thought, and I guess it was you know, but and it is the first time that he's been out there and uh, available for something like this. Probably that what strikes me is does he need? uh, You know, I'm kind of inclined to say he does deserve a little bit of slack on that stuff at his retirement. It doesn't need to be sullied to show I'm not a Peyton hater. Okay, but I. I'm not a Peyton hater. And by the way, I never said he choked. I said his talent level, it conflicts when he goes or, or, or he struggles because of his talent to sneak passes by high-end defenses in nasty weather in January. That's it's all over, Dave. He got ring number two and he's out. Then again, he also failed in, in the home dome of Indianapolis too. So I don't know. Maybe maybe not. Uh, maybe I can't just write it <laughs> off to that. But the whole scandal about he, he, he deserves some slack and everything else. I mean, the, he's led a charmed – professional life so from where he sits yeah I guess God bless football because whereas here's the thing everybody's doing right now myself included we all are doing this where does Peyton rank all time now now that it's all said and done where does he stand well one thing that you have to factor in and it's not exactly his fault in fact he really required on some level Bill Polian to go out and retain offensive pieces. And, in fact, Polian commented on that, if you remember, a couple of years ago with with Ursay weighing in as well, that we can't build our team the way we did around Peyton. It's got to be talent top to bottom rather than just being a high-end off uh, passing offensive team like they are. He had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Marshall Falk, Edge James, Demarius Thomas, and so on, whereas when you, the guys you're comparing him to, Elway, Marino, uh, Favre, really, where are their high-end – where's the high-end uh, supporting cast? Friend well, not to guy? mention Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, by uh, the way. But right. one of the things that I think Peyton Manning's known for is helping to make those guys better is Marvin Harrison. Yeah, but that's, Harrison, that's a narrative. He, that's, but, not a, that's not true. But, but I think the idea that Peyton Manning was great because of his pre-snap adjustments and because of the precision of that offense is true. That and is that true. comes from practice because everyone knew what the Colts were doing. Everyone makes such a big deal about coaching. Like, oh, coaches are geniuses. Like They were the most predictable offense year after year. Everyone knew what they were doing, and they just executed it better because they were precise and because they Last point, it. Mark. What, well, one thing, because I don't, I, I don't want to come across as if I'm, like, grumpy about the whole thing. Like, I, I think you're absolutely right about that with Peyton Manning. When he, one thing I did like what he said was he completely admitted he's going to miss football, but he did talk about it being a new territory for where he's going, and he doesn't seem scared to take that step. And I do think with the way that Peyton Manning like takes something on and goes after it like 100%, that he will be maybe following John Elway beyond just the win of Super Bowl and quit, but into the general manager role or something like that. He'd be good at that. Let's spin forward now. Peyton's out at least as a player. Uh, we'll see if we cross paths with them down the line. Brock Osweiler, you would think, is the next man up now in Denver. He's obviously been groomed there for four years. Got some uh, playing time last season during the Super Bowl uh, run. Uh, the only problem is he's not under contract yet. And NFL media insider Ian Rappaport reported Saturday that the two sides are still um, far apart on a deal. His exact words were not it, the three-year, $45 million, and we don't know how much is guaranteed of that or if that's a lot of incentive base. But whatever that offer is, is, quote, not enough to get the deal done at this point. Uh, today is Monday, the opening of the um, legal tampering period. So he's kind of in the mix right now, Greg, uh, for other teams. And I ask you this, with Peyton gone, there's not another option on the roster. Uh, do the Does Brock Osweiler have the Broncos over a barrel right now? No, because... 
I don't buy that another team is out there going to outspend the Broncos. He is worth more to the Broncos than he is worth to any other team, or he should be, just like Ryan Fitzpatrick is worth more to the Jets. So this, to me, is just negotiating. Now, it says $45 million with incentives, so who knows what that could be. I mean, that, right. could, that could be he's only making 9 or $10 million in year one, and you would see why his agent wouldn't want to accept that right now. Listening to our guy, NFL media insider, Ian Rappaport, he be- he seems to sound like he believes the Houston interest is real, that that's the one team that would legitimately go after Osweiler, who had about three or four good halves in seven starts. I'm not that excited. Like to me, it's a Kevin Cobb type of situation. If if Houston brings him in to, at, at forty million dollars or so, it's not though if he stays in Denver. And my and right. I don't think he has John Elway. No one has John Elway over a barrel because. And we talked about this on NFL Network. I think it's very much a situation where this is the timing has worked out very well for the Broncos. You, you squeezed everything you could out of Peyton Manning. You got that last Super Bowl. It worked out perfectly. You now have a guy ready to step up who's learned under Peyton Manning his entire career, who's been in the building with John Elway, worked with closely with Adam Gase and Gary Kubiak. That's a lot of knowledge. He's learned a yep. lot. You want more transitions like this from young quarterbacks stepping in. To go to a new team with an unknown fit, I don't like that. But Stay in Denver, no one's losing. It would have been a, a- perfect transition if he had another year left on his contract so they can get a gauge on how good yes, you're the right. player he is. Instead, they got to pay him like a star, most likely, because I'm telling you, and I'm not going to – I ponder this as an onion hanger in our prop bets, uh, propositions later, but I couldn't do it. I'm, I would not be stunned if a team like the Texans, when the owners already like handed out uh, a big state message to the head coach and GM that I need a quarterback. Somebody can blow him out of the water. And I know it wouldn't make sense maybe with the scheme and he's in a comfortable situation check, but I feel like it's a little tricky letting this guy get to the market. I, maybe I completely you know. agree. And in what world is it crazy to pay Brock Osweiler $16 million a year when Sam Bradford just got $26 million guaranteed over the next two totally years? Totally agree. And $18 million. And by the way, that is what's going to happen. There is going to be a team that's yeah. willing to pay that kind of loot to Brock Osweiler. I, so the Broncos either are going to step up and pay him a little bit more or they're not going to have a starting quarterback or they're going to have to find one in free agency or the draft. And, and so that's one thing. And the other, it's not like he played like he's played seven games in his career. And certainly those seven games weren't better than the average Sam. No, yeah. you're right. But right. also in when there's a dearth of QBs, as everybody laments constantly that there aren't any legitimate QB options out there. One, if two things are true about pro football players, and, and maybe these sound cynical, but I, I really do believe these are both facts for, for what motivates pro football players in the 21st century. One, loot. So if somebody offers him a million extra, that will be enough for Brock Osweiler to leave the, the alleged comfort zone of Denver and Coobs and all that. And two, having a chip on their shoulder. You were a doubter. You know who doubted Brock Osweiler's ability? Gary Kubiak in the Denver Broncos. When they put old man 18 back in there, when they wouldn't have been in the playoff mix any longer, had Osweiler not stepped in when they needed him. He wants to prove them wrong. You think Brock Osweiler doesn't have it rattling around in the back of his head like Steve Young or anybody else, when right. or, or Joe Montana for that matter, when he went to KC? Of course, they want to disprove what Gary Kubiak must think, and they will be able to turn what you may say is just a molehill into a mountain. Well, That's what, what he'll be able to do. They just gave C.J. Anderson, their starting running back, the low tender. He can be taken away for nothing. 
And they were, the Broncos, who worked with Brock Osweiler every day and could have gotten a better backup during this entire Peyton Manning reign, but decided he was their guy. And how do, I thought what he did last season, he came in, he couldn't have handled it any better, frankly. And they, they're offering him the money. They're putting the big money on the table. That speaks more to me than anything else. They well, do like it. I agree. They want to keep him. And I also think right now, if you think about it, though, Osweiler was benched for Peyton Manning. Like I mean, I like know, but said, Greg, you know, what? But it's his first time on the field. Yeah. What he he performed well. He won some big games for them. That's Do you doubt that they would have won the Super Bowl had Brock Osweiler no, stayed under center? No, that's one reason why he should could be upset. Is that I think right. he probably would have won the Super Extenuating Bowl. Extenuating circumstances, though. Who I knows? think he should understand. Peyton Manning. It was a tough situation for everyone involved. We'll see if they figure it out. Uh, in other big time quarterback news, Robert Griffin the third. Once upon a time was the most exciting young quarterback in football. Now he's unemployed, at least for the time being. Uh, the Redskins informed Griffin of his re- release officially on Monday. This was a long time uh, coming uh, for the former Baylor star and offensive rookie of the year. Um, he didn't play a single snap last season, and then Kirk Cousins had his ascension, uh, which like which you meant like the end for RG3 in Washington. And it's time for a fresh start for all involved with Shaq. He gets a year off. His body can be, has to be as healthy as it could possibly be at this stage of his life. Uh, any chance next year, uh, and we can speculate where he'll end up, but that he'll get a shot, and if he gets a shot, that he could even approach his former heights, or is he just another guy now? Well, I think he will get his shot to answer the question. I think he'll get a shot to earn a starting gig. The idea that I see some rumors floating around, he's more of a backup, and that's how he's perceived league-wide. Again, I refer back to this is a league where people are desperate to get a QB, so they're going to give a guy who had uh, a transcendent rookie season his shot at least. Um, I think that uh, that – you know, I I think it's fascinating to look back at the the what what jumps out at me with him what he's going to be going forward is, I marvel at the hyper athleticism of these guys, and within that isn't it fascinating or ironic that he and Mike Vick for all their athleticism can't seem to gauge spatial, uh, can't you know that, that they don't have that spatial sense that Colin Kaepernick or Cam Newton. Has. I mean, Cam Newton takes some licks, but Colin Kaepernick, for a big guy, never gets – you never – for all, whatever else you might uh, beat him up over, he never takes a, a big lick anytime. RG3, as Dan Helley famously said, every time he gets hit, it's a car wreck. I mean, he, he's yeah. lay, limbs flailing all over the place and everything, so I don't know how long he can be. But I also go with Ross Tucker, who says – just cut him loose. If he only lasts for two or three more years, you got to let RG3 play like RG3 has to play. Yeah. I don't think he'll have much of a chance at, at having a chance to start. I would be surprised if he gets a halfway decent opportunity to start. I think he'll, in a best-case scenario, he'll be a backup to, the like, in Kansas City, something like that. And it wouldn't surprise me if he's competing to be the backup. That, you don't think he's going to have options? I think he'll have options, and I think he'll have a he'll sign. But I don't. And think, I think he would sign. He's, I think I he'd rather ego. be a backup. It sounds like from what Ian was reporting that uh, he'd rather be a backup in a good situation than competing to start with Case Keenum or something in Los yeah, Angeles. There aren't that many starting jobs right mm. now. It's, I'm, I've I've been surprised about the optimism regarding RG3. To me, he's about where Tim Tebow was after he left Denver. Oh, come on. Which is, if RG3 is in the league in in two years, that's, to me, I would take that sandwich. Well, you can say, oh, come on, but how good is it a situation ever when we're talking about an NFL player saying if he could just be the way he was 
in 2012. Sure. That's four years ago. Long time ago. And everyone wants to ignore everything that's happened since with RG3. I want to just – I've tracked Griffin pretty closely, even going back to Baylor. I'm not a college football fan, but my – my wife and all her family went to Baylor, so I was all plugged in on RG3. He's always carried himself with a, uh, a high level of self-belief. He has an ego uh, that sometimes gets the best of him. I would be very surprised if he signed in a place where he'd be locked in as a backup. I think he will go to a team like the 49ers or someone like that where he has a real chance to play next year. You think somebody hasn't managed him after his uh – after uh, tripping himself up with ridiculous statements, uh, you know, uh, with the That's hubris fine. that he that that he uh, revealed to the world, now people have said like, "Hey, just be a good teammate. Just say the right things. I'll be a backup. I want to be in a good situation. I want to go to a winning uh, a, a winning team. All that stuff. That's uh, that's yeah, but that good that, PR. That has nothing to. That's fine. But I I don't think that has much to do with whether he can play or not. The only reason he was a starter since 2013 is because the owner made the coaches who didn't want to start him play him. So now he's gonna just be out there fighting like anyone else to get on the field. And to me. Where he is now in terms of where he's probably a two, three, number two. How is it, though, quickly, just very quickly, Hans, Zeus, and company, (laughs) explain this one to me. How do you write away, write off what happened in his rookie season? Long ago, though, it was. How How do you then figure that he doesn't have that perhaps back there That's in the quiver and ready to roll out one, going forward? One, his rookie season happened before a major knee injury. Okay. And two, everything that we've seen on the field since – is discouraging. Sure. And what he's become in the locker room or what he became in Washington is discouraging, and two straight coaching staffs would rather have played Kirk Cousins by the end of it. I mean, people have good seasons all the time, and then they fall off the map at, at lots of positions. When it's quarterback, people think, well, they, was, he must have it. It was it, a great season. This like, wasn't, yeah, that was, was, but, but, but this wasn't a good season. This was yeah, one of the yeah. all-time. We're it, talking four years ago, No, but though, I'm saying so that's why I think he'll still have a lot of interest in the open market. But it's he, well, but a good coaching staff should not look at things that way. They have to look at the whole body of work. The league, the league caught up. It was scheme. It was time and place. It was his athleticism. Like the league caught up to that scheme, and they had he had no other move. I'm with you, Mark. But I'm just saying there, people don't make great decisions a lot in the NFL. I no, you're right. Someone getting sucked in. That's that all. is true. Uh, in other news, a big trade, biggest trade that went down on Monday afternoon. NFL media insider Ian Rappaport known popularly as Rap Sheet, reported Monday that the Eagles have agreed to trade cornerback Byron Maxwell and linebacker Kiko Alonso, moving around a lot, Keek, uh, to the Dolphins, uh, according to two sources. Uh, the Eagles re- will receive undisclosed draft picks from the Dolphins. They just, Mark, they're just taking an eraser and wiping away any trace of the Chip Kelly era. Well, I mean, you had what? Uh, Howie Roseman living in an archery shed or something? He was in an archery shed in the Poconos. Uh, that's where Chip put him. One of the great comeback stories of all time. Yeah, he's, the, he's like the Count of Monte Cristo, and he's come back, and he's taking the head off of anyone that Chip Kelly brought into town. And just he's bringing back the Eagles of three seasons ago. Is that a good thing? I don't know. Well, I want to see what the undisclosed draft picks are, but my guess are that they're a sixth or seventh round pick. This is the Eagles essentially. It's a salary dump. It's just cutting these guys. I mean, they paid Maxwell thirteen million, something like that, last year. This year he's only eight, and the Dolphins don't have to uh, give him a signing bonus or anything. So I don't think it's a bad move for the Dolphins. They're getting rid of Brent Grimes, 
So we, we got that news from Ian Rapport. They're basically just swapping out Maxwell for Grimes. That makes some sense. Kiko Alonso is a throw-in at this point. You I mean, lose Brent Grimes' wife, too. Yeah, that's a big lot. Yeah, you, yeah. I guess you had to get rid of I him. sort of look at it the other way. I think Alonso is the piece that the Dolphins want, and Maxwell, right, is a, is a body that they can replace. Well, Maxwell's uh, salary is no joke. Maxwell is, is being paid like a number one cornerback. I know. It feels like an NBA kind of trade to, to salary dump on poor Mike Tannenbaum, who doesn't know any better. But Kiko <laughs> Alonso, too. I mean, for all the all the talk about how great he was. I, I to, to We had a miserable year. He had a year that makes you wonder, is he ever going to be the same player after the injuries he had? I mean, he had a year that he was one of the least effective guys, I think. The answer from the, the green room, I'm not going to name drop here, but I was in the green room. Um, with some of the people that were doing the uh, Peyton genuflection, uh, they were making their rounds. They were they were holding over for a half an hour to Wait. get their energy it's back. Tough day support. for Shaq. It's not day. anything for me. I, I, I just I'm, I'm not gonna. Now listen to what I have to. Do. I love it. These guys. As soon as that was announced, I said, oh, well, that's interesting for Kiko Alonso. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a new act for him waiting down there in South Beach. And everybody in the room, these are all players who are breaking down film, said. Oh no, he's done. He, I mean, he's he's great sideline to sideline as a carnival trick, but he he is not useful as a pro linebacker any longer. Mm. By the way, Brandon, mm. who is gunning for that fourth spot on Mount Rushmore. No, it's mine. I'm getting it. I love Whoa. that confidence. That's 2012 RG3 confidence, and also a <laughs> Dean scream drop. Impeccable there. What timing? Thank you. Thank you. Did I you know, I w- did you hear about this by the way? No, Jack? I don't know what that is. I. <laughs> I brought back the Dean Scream. Wow. How about that? To Good society. Point. Like, not just for the show. And if you check out Google, it's trending upwards. Uh, you know, do we have the longer Dean Scream clip? Well, no, it doesn't look like it. Okay. Well, that's not, that's not how you get on Mount Rush. They always say well, that. I have to say, though, it wasn't on the board when I got back. If you see the video, oh, that go. was isolated. <laughs> and if you hear it, have you ever seen the shots with how loud the crowd was around them? Somehow that's an isolated sound. Yeah. It play, it, Howard Dean was railroaded out of the race however many moons ago that was. What was that, 12 years ago? Don't bring it after 2003. He hasn't been the same since. I mean, he was a big You were plugged in on that, weren't you, Mark? Well, there were factors involved, but we don't need to get into that. Um, here's something that I find disconcerting. Uh, Jets Here's your right hand, though. Court, what was that? No, I'm Jets quarterback for a second. Ryan Fitzpatrick is expected to hit the open market, according to Ian Rappaport. The two sides are, quote, still far apart on a potential deal. And uh, I don't know, Greg. Yeah, I know this is, you know, this is part of the, the, the process and the game and the back and forth. and the. But I don't like this because I know that if the Jets don't get Ryan Fitzpatrick back in their building, that I am not I am not watching any more Geno Coaster. I ain't riding that garbage. Bryce Petty is a raw project. I don't want to start over somebody. Keep Ryan in the building. See what we can do. Just get this deal done. It's giving me stress. Ooh, I like that. that it is. I, don't I was feel on good. the borderline of making that one of my uh, sandwich props a little later that he's going to leave the Jets. So maybe I'll do mm. it just to cause you. He's going to love Denver. Comfort. I don't really believe it, though. Uh, I would just do it to be tweaking you. It makes <laughs> no sense for him to go to another. I know it does. He was such a perfect fit. Like he, he could. I don't. Maybe they figure he can never recreate that season, anyways. But well, I, I can't imagine that. I mean, I wouldn't worry at all if I were you. Number one, the Texans are out of. They're out because they've had the Ryan Fitzpatrick experience. Yes. He's not going to Cleveland. Can I, can 40, I just? Tim can Kelly, I just say the domino? Th- this is what I fear. Yeah. Brock gets wooed to Houston on a huge deal. Mm. And then Denver needs a veteran there quarterback to pair with their 
Super Bowl contending team, and they not a panic, but they say we got to get the best available guy, and they signed Fitz away, and he he would go to Denver, I'm sure, even if he loves Chan Gailey. I don't like any dominoes being. I, I think play. this has a lot to do with Sam Bradford signing the contract he just did. I think that probably jolted talks, and then at that point, it's no, no, we want at least what Sam Bradford got because Fitzpatrick was a better quarterback than Sam Bradford last, and he's more tenured, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is in fact owed 19 million dollars. And how does that sit with you, Dan Hanzoos? $19 million for Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, as <laughs> so, as two side notes, has a full beard and went to Harvard. But I don't know. <laughs> really? That, yeah, that's right. The um, But, yeah, I, listen, I think that Denver fit. I don't even like sense, to talk especially about it. I don't know. RG3 and Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's going to be the starting quarterback for the defending world champions? Find out on opening night, <laughs> NFL 2016. I don't like it. Could happen. It's 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 insane. To Dan, me. you also could say, "Hey, insane. we got one great year out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Let's be really smart and cut bait." I well, listen. It's part a complicated. Of me knows. Con- it's an impossible contract. This one and the Brock Osweiler one. It doesn't surprise me that it's hard to come up with it because of what you just yeah. said about Bradford. And and the reality is, shouldn't the last thirteen years of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career count just as much as the last year? Should. So it's tough to. Balance, balance those things out and come up with the right number. And part of and part of me thinks if you played this podcast a year from now, it would seem silly that I was freaking out about Ryan Fitzpatrick leaving after <laughs> he bombs out and throws twenty four interceptions. Save that for twelve a year starts. I know that could happen potentially, but I'd like to see it through. I just loved it was just such a fun season uh, for a Jet fan, uh, despite not making the playoffs. <laughs> it just, listen, I don't, that's, I don't run from it. Sad, that's isn't it? So sad. But I, I totally that. hear the you. Jet season ended. Boy, that was a fun one. Yeah. Well, all things spoiled. considered, you're, yeah. you're a spoiled brat. That's you know, that's <laughs> you what I the, But you were the guy who yesterday. These two people on my left and right, Mark. You lost to you, Rex Ryan in the last game of no, the season. I hear you. It's ridiculous. No, it was a, it was a wonderful ride that lost in the most humiliating way possible that ended in the last. Yeah, yeah. but Greg, well, he doesn't it, have like. Nearly a century's worth of good memories to just sit century. back and bathe. All of this century, just sit back and bathe in. Dan has got it's nothing. Another- it's an empty bathtub. But you were telling me the other day, I was getting all jazzed up about uh, the, the Celtics, who are a fun team this year. They're the number three seed right now in the Eastern Cup. You're like, oh, why even enjoy that? Why just get excited uh- when you have no chance to win the title? <laughs> and I was like, well, th- that makes no sense. The Jets sense. had a chance to get deep in the AFC playoffs if they got in. Everybody forgets now they won six in a row before they lost. They were playing great. Nobody thought it was crazy when I said that before week 17. You guys, it's not a good look for either of you. I just want to say. I think it's sad it's for you. Look. My heart goes out to you that you were saying that this was a feel-good no, season. you laughed at me. I did laugh at you. It, is a bad look look. For it me, was an exciting season. You guys should just be grateful for what you have and, and be happy that you're not me on so many levels. I wish you weren't a liar. And finally in the news... Logan Mankins, seven-time <laughs> seven Pro Bowl guard known for his toughness and elite play up front, says Connor Orr, has decided to step away from the game. He played 11 seasons, 161 games, won two conference titles, ended his career with the Bucks, and, of course, uh, had a nice run with the Pats, uh, hence the throne of sleaze, a little bit of a reach there. Uh, ended reach. in a really ugly way, contentious uh, contract, squabbles, uh, but a nice player, very nice player, Greg, wasn't he? Bill Belichick will say he's, Ring of a, Honor? he's a Hall of Fame type player. I don't think he'll get there. He did make seven Pro Bowls, but Belichick talked about that he's the, the best guard he ever coached. 
He thought Mankins at his peak. Sounds like a good person to trade. Well, yeah, sounds wow. like somebody to freeze out and let him sit on a bench for. Well, he kind of he went to the tune of his own. You know, he was he's one of those Patriots that didn't really get in line. With yeah, with don't show personality. Uh, don't uh, value yourself. Just go come up on Patriot Way and be a drone. That's what that's what Logan Mankins was told. Well, they traded him at the right time. You know, go to the Jets wasn't and be too, a personality. Great with the Bucks. <laughs> I uh, like that he that he decided to retire though on the day of Peyton Manning's retirement, so no one it's a lone good Mankins type of move so that no one would notice. Classic like Mankins. Are you like out of the I, I mean I used year, to block for our guy David Carr, NFL network colleague. Thirteen months after the fact, when you look back now, would you rather the Seahawks have won a second straight Super Bowl over the Patriots? I I, I as was a fan, fine. I, mean, I was fine how it fan. played out because I didn't like that Seahawks team. Uh I, you know, it was kind of a, a deal with the devil. I was screwed either way, but yeah, it was fine. Whatever. Like, I like Brady. I do. I honestly do think. I do, too. I respect him a lot as a player. And so I him winning that one more title, I've talked to Greg many times about the Jeter-Brady parallels and how that was an important title for Brady. I'm just ready for it to be over now. None, none of this. I just don't want him to be playing. Oh, Jeter equals Brady. Peyton equals Kobe. Thank you and good night. Mm, I like that. You've got years to go before Brady leaves the NFL. You know, Year. He they flashed up a graphic, He doesn't even way. use weights. He uses elastic bands. His body is and, rubber. And they and flashed and up a graphic today about when all these uh, legendary quarterbacks are tired. 38, 38, 38, 39, far 41, and yeah. he's done at 41. Brady will be 39 this year, and I know it's impossible for anyone to fathom him falling off, but – Mankind tells us otherwise. No, I think I've been expecting it for years, but it hasn't happened, which is crazy. And by the way, the D, the Jeter Brady off the field, okay, that makes sense. But with all respect to Jeter, no one talked about him as the greatest player of all time or one of the couple greatest players of all time. Jeter's not in the same class it's, as Brady as a, as a player. I, may I mean, he's not a top five or any sports. baseball player. They're di- Wait, there's they no such thing sports. as a baseball player. I'm saying, but Jeter wasn't Brady? a top five player yeah, right. in Major League Baseball for ten straight years. Oh, I don't know. I think like I think that. Derek Jeter's regarded. Uh, he's sure. in the conversation for best shortstop ever. Brady's in the conversation for best. Shortstop is a vital position in, on the. It's baseball much harder players. to be an NFL quarterback than any baseball player. Kobe and uh, and Peyton though have uh, have this in common. They both gave themselves nicknames midway or late in their respective careers, <laughs> which is very weird. This isn't the Giving day, yourself Shaq. a weird a nickname. Shaq. Who does that? Check. I it's thought Gruden gave it to, to him. The right, whatever, the sheriff. Where did that come from? It did come out of nowhere. I went up. On People pro- like 32. Like- you shouldn't get a nickname. I was on Pro Football Focus <laughs> yesterday, and I was on Humble his Brad. page. <laughs> and somehow the caveman is also referenced as a nickname. <laughs> Anybody else plugged in Never on this? For Peyton Manning? Yeah. Pro Football Reference. Yeah, it's so. the sheriff, comma, the caveman. I have nicknames. some theories. All right, that's what's happening in the news. Let's now move on. Uh, We've done this for a couple of years now uh, where before tentpole league events or or signing periods, we we test our football uh, acumen and our knowledge of the game uh, in a game we like to call Go Get My Lunch, You Tub of Barf. So we're going to go around. Let's do two each and maybe a third if you got some onions to hang. Um, and we could either uh, agree with you on your prediction about free agency or we could challenge your prediction. And uh, let's say uh, if if that person that threw out the uh, prediction is correct, they win sandwiches, sandwiches 
off all the people that challenged them. And if they lose that prediction, they have to pay out sandwiches. And you can check out the updated standings on gogetmylunch.org. Nick Fortier runs that page. He does great work on it. Uh, so let's get going. Mark, I know you need to hit the road soon. So Go get roll. my lunch, Sheriff uh, Caveman of Omaha. <laughs> How's that one? Does that work? Yes, that works. I'm going to, okay, here we go. my tradition, open with an overly complex one that will be wrong. Okay, well, that's a good start. All right. The Browns <laughs> and Jaguars in free agency will switch centers. Alex Mack will join the Jaguars as their starting center, and Stefan Wisniewski will join the Browns. <laughs> go get my lunch. I'll definitely, I'll definitely take that. What do you get that specific? That, Whenever. by the way, comes with one to three odds. If I get it right, I get three sandwiches. Yeah, who says that? I did right now. Thank you for taking Well, but it is – that even would count as an onion hanger because in the history of this game, it's always proven the more specific you get about where guys line, especially if you try to do two, you got a good chance of getting banged. I like it. Out of respect for that, Mark, I'm taking it, and I hope I hope you get it. I hope Free you lunch. keep Alex Mack, but – I'm sleeping through that uh, that lunch <laughs> period. Trading centers. With, yeah, but this is you getting. This is you just getting a free well, a sandwich. With sign up for this. A lot of Wisniewski heat. Yeah. So Dude, Jackson you, is former are you coach. Take him up on that, or do you agree that those centers will switch homes in 2016? One to three odds. <laughs> uh so wait. I'm required to go one way or the other. Yes. yes. Once you got to pick. You can either. Oh, I'll go against then. Yeah, I'll yeah. go. Okay. Against that. That's it. That is awfully. So well, he can also not sandwiches. take it, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, you, you could agree with him and not take it. No, because or I, you could not agree and not take yeah. it. That's true. You it's, could just ignore the whole game. Yeah, That's I hear you. Game. No, it does sound like uh, Mac wants to go back to Cleveland. Mm, we'll see. Okay, so so yeah, so I'm going to disagree with that. So the the note there is Mark three sandwiches on the line. Check you're up. Well, I uh, we uh, I already mentioned it. Um, I'll I'll say it again now. On opening night, 2016. The home team wearing the orange jersey, the man who steps under center will be a man who's never worn that orange jersey before August of 2016. So you're doing it. Ooh. I will take you. No on Osweiler, that now. no Peyton. I like to be a new guy and it's playing shows, QB. It shows some savvy sandwich maneuvering that you didn't specifically name Ryan Fitzpatrick because that would that would be even tougher. Or to RG3 off, but, or yeah, any of the other yeah, guys yeah, so that are just, out there. Someone new is starting. I will take you up on that, but I like it. It's an intri- intriguing one. It, w- it was the one I didn't have the guts. I didn't have the onions to hang Whoa. it. Mm, but wow. I like that you did. And uh, the reason why ultimately I couldn't do it, though, is because I do think Brock will end up back in Denver. So I will take you on that. All right. Three done. more sandwiches on the line. We're cooking here, Brandon, behind the glass. This is off to a great start. Well, I yeah, it, I with, it's tough for them not to be onion hangers in free agency, I found. That's it's, fair. It's hard to not uh, to make a prediction that's safe. I know Dan likes to try, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Talk about juicy narratives. Uh, before we get uh, into my next one, let's just do a quick around the horn one where we all make a prediction. Oh, no. Uh, where will Ar- anybody have an Arian Foster one? I don't want to step on it. No, this no. is the roll with this. I like this. Where will Arian Foster play in 2016? We all pick a team. If the winner, if someone picks it, the rest of us owe that guy sandwiches. Mark, start. Gary Kubiak brings him to Denver. All right. Arian Foster to the Broncos. I like that noise. That's, you can uh, join on that train. Yeah, I think you can't. You could get the same yeah. team. Yeah, we did last year with Sue. I don't love that. I, you know, I, that sounds good. You know what? New England Patriots. Mm. 
whenever there's a, a, a name free agent on the market, always someone has to think he's going to the Pats. But I'll tell you where he's going. He's going to play with Thomas Rawls with the Seattle Seahawks. I, I like that Broncos answer, but I also like spreading it out. So let's go with the Cowboys. I think in state, mm, and they got the zone running one. scheme there and a big name. I think, there though, you, you I think you've got to uh, – the way I'm thinking about well, who's going to go after Arian Foster, Matt Forte feels like a fit perhaps, even though he's not the banger the Kubiak would want. But Arian Foster at this point is not a sure thing to be able to be out on the field for 12 games a year. That doesn't seem like a – Well, it won't be Doug Martin money, but – All right, here's my first one. All right, we got that one uh, taken care of. RG3, who we talked about earlier, and this is to mark your point that maybe he's not the 2012 guy anymore, but I think a lot of teams in a, in a quarterback-hungry market will be interested in him and maybe one team more than the rest. I think he signs a new deal within the first 72 hours of free agency. Wow. Does anyone uh, want to take me up on that? Oh, yeah. Three days. I will take you up, I'll too. I'll take you up on that. I don't think, like I said, I had an RG3 one, too. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a ton of, Interest. He doesn't seem like a guy that's going to go off. Number 100 on our t- – no, number 99. On number our 99. Well, I think some other chips there. need to fall, so that's exactly. why I'll take it. I, I think good. one significant one just did with Peyton's retirement. As I said uh, as I said two or three weeks ago, it makes sense. Even if you look at Peyton Manning, if you know, I think everybody the world over agrees D'Angelo Williams on down. Peyton was used up last year. I think he was. He was a passenger in, you know, an illustrious career, top eight quarterback of the Super Bowl era, top, well, top nine or ten, let's say. I, I, I did that. I did that Not as today. a fun shot. Not I did today, that Jack. for fun. Of Check of all days. Of course he's top six at worst. The, uh, that's about right. But anyway. That's not insulting. You know what? Say that he could be out of the top five at all. I, I just Greg, Oh, people get very angry yes, they about Greg, that. why don't you sit out the Sheck show today and get Adam Rank back in the building oh. with Sheck in Studio 66 just to bang a Peyton Manning for 60 straight minutes? Oh, stop it. Listen, I want to tell you this. Here's the significant uh, detail. Like you say, how the chips are going to fall. I said this, that Peyton Manning – would make sense for the L.A. Rams on uh, from both parties. Peyton Manning, this thing about that Peyton Manning needs to step away, he won a title, and doesn't he understand what his legacy is? He doesn't care about that in the same way that when people say, why does Robert De Niro make so many lousy movies at this point? Because <laughs> it's a fun thing to do. Because it's a fun thing uh, to be to be in the out on out on a shoot for three months and cracking wise and having fun. That's that's, what, that, that's well, a fun thing. Here's my thought of that. They also pay you for it. Here's my thought of that. They pay you lot, lots of money. My thought of that is: Will Robert Griffin III be signed in the first seventy-two hours of free agency? <laughs> the point is that you, if you're saying we have to wait and see how the chips fall, teams will have to do that. The L.A. Rams, what you learn from their interest in kicking the tires on Peyton and vice versa is they're looking to make some sort of weird kind of splash in year one in L.A., and RG3 is a nice consolation prize after they looked at Peyton and realized, all right, this would just be a bad idea for us. RG3 would certainly be exciting, if nothing else, if they could announce early in free agency, hey, look who we just signed, everybody. You're not, you're not taking him up on that. I'm going to uh, – this one will be quick. I know. I, I agree with I'm yeah. with him. Okay, you won't take me and this will be quick because we've had our RG3 discussion. Well, we haven't heard from Mark either yet. Oh. No, I am I, I am with Greg. I'm going to take you up on that because oh, I think yeah. it will happen. It's not going to be in the middle of the summer. You're pointing at me. And I am pointing at you. Uh, I'm sorry to upset you. I think it's going to take a little bit longer than 72. Okay. But I'm terrible at this game, so who knows? Well, I was I, my RG3 one, uh, you know, I thought of it 
threw it in there during the show that he will sign as a clear backup because you guys seem to disagree with that. Yeah, I do. And I'm going to say he's he's going to sign behind an established starter. So uh, if it's Case Keenum, if he's competing to start, or it's Case Keenum and even they call Keenum the starter, I'll give you your sandwich. RG3 but I'm talking about does like not Alex think Smith that he Sam is a backup QB. Well, There's so no then, way he believes So that then give me your case. sandwich. I am with Hanzus. I think that he's going right, to jump at, at an offer to be a starting QB, and he will get one. Mark, uh, you would like wait me before to... let's let's halftime. Yeah, I think we should. It only makes sense because uh, he is one of the heroes to check in with Chris Wessling. Maybe he wants to get involved. Wow, uh, with uh, throwing out a sandwich prop, and I can, There's only one place uh, where you can have a. I would say a seventy-five percent chance of finding Wes when he's not in L.A., uh, and that is, of course, Mark Huckapoos. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's either Los Angeles or Huckapoos. There is no in-between. Yeah. So. Got a bullet train that took the Baltimore Ravens down to get there. How is that coming along, by the way? Uh, it's slow because we could not get the – we couldn't dissolve the Ravens as quickly as we thought. So Famously, as a Christmas gift, you gave Wes the, at least the blueprint for a plan to connect Los Angeles to Tybee Island on an underground train. A bullet train. The money needed would have – we would have had to basically take the Baltimore Ravens, remove them from the league, dissolve all funds, and that's gone. There's been issues there. Always seemed like a tenuous connection between the Ravens. Speaking of connection, do we have one with (laughs) Huckabee? Railroad. This is uh, – oh, here we go. Hi, is Chris Wessling available? This is Dan Hansis with the Around the NFL podcast. Is Chris Wessling available? Yeah. Oh, gosh, Mr. Chris, I'm so sorry. Wes. Wes. It's like Norm. Oh, my God. What time is it over there? It's not it even is uh, 6.24 p.m. Rumpel. Hello? Hello? Chris Wessling. Uh, this is Dan Hansis along with Mark Sessler, Dave Damashek, and Greg Rosenthal, the Around the NFL podcast. What's up? Wait, Shaq's there? In your chair. Oh, that's what an honor for me to have Sheck in my chair. I wish I was there in uh, Huckapoos with you, Wes. Sheck, what are all these big buildings on this island? <laughs> Wes, uh, they I, gone commercial. The man came in there and bought up my beautiful tie This is an outrage. Hey, I got a quick story to tell you guys, and then I have to hang up. Uh, all right. So Somebody you... left her teeth at the bar last night. Oh, no. I'm not kidding. I put it up with a clothespin. Wait, so, you <laughs> so you're sitting at the bar, and, and what happens? Take us through this. Well, last night, like, the big Tybee Bar Olympics were last night, so it was like an island-wide nobody's ever seen anything do this before because it's a weird competition. Adults doing, like, Bar Olympics, it's really weird. Yeah. And then some woman left her teeth at the bar. <laughs> It's an outrage. You just outed her on a podcast. Did she collect them? (laughs) I cannot hear you guys. I'm going to have to hang up. Also, I don't want to incriminate myself. All right. Well, Chris, we just wanted – that sounds like you're alive (laughs) and having fun at your favorite place in the world. Uh, Come back to us soon. All right, buddy? Maybe. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Wes. See you later. See you, Wes. I believe him, by the way. When he says maybe, one of these times, Greg, and I think just you should have some people on a short list – uh, one of these times, he's not coming back. Oh, you, there's a very good possibility of that. And it's not going to be like anything spiteful, like there was a guy, an editor, a desk editor, 
that I heard through the grapevine just stopped coming to work this week and sent an email saying he was quitting and then didn't even and disconnected his phone and email stuff. It wouldn't be anything like that. It would just be like we no. would understand. No, we'd be friends, and there's no replacing Wes. It's not like I have a, a list of uh, football savants with a deep knowledge of 70s television shows. That and beer. Called up. Yeah. He seems okay. I was worried that he'd be coming back in a box. He's in the lap of luxury. I mean, he's just surrounded by all his uh, island friends, and he's probably you know six or seven sheets to the wind. How about that check, though? Like, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I, mean, I think he, what he was trying to get at was that he found the love of his life. <laughs> the, when, when she comes <laughs> back, much like uh, Cinderella with the glass slipper, when she comes back looking for those teeth, hey, I got your bicuspids right here. <laughs> I would like to have your hand in marriage. It's a white hot theory. How about that check, by the way? The idea of having like this special like Narnia that you could call home and always want to go back to. Do you have something like that? Is it Pittsburgh? Is it Chicago? Uh, is it L.A.? Bloomington, Indiana. Yes, I have. Uh, I'm lucky to have uh, special destinations within each of the towns that I lived in. And mm. yeah, for many moons throughout the uh, throughout the early 21st century, I spent four to six nights. Uh, a week at uh, Tom Bergen's before the man took that place over. Uh, my uh, pal and I threw it on each and every night there. Put on, <laughs> put on wild scenes. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I don't really have a place like that. We uh, in, in our earlier uh, days at NFL.com, we got to know the cozy quite well. But I wouldn't ever call that a place that would be a place that I would dream of. It was just a, com- a comfort zone for a bar at a time in my life. L.A. is tough. I mean, it offers probably the best selection of bars of any town I've lived in, but Denver's got to be Ooh, a second. George Keeley's on the Upper West Side, 81st in Amsterdam. Wow. In my uh, 20s, that was a place that I loved. Do you have a place, Greg? I mean, New Orleans would be my happy place in general, but I wouldn't say there's one bar that's stuck. I mean, there's a lot of bars there that's stuck. All right, good halftime discussion. <laughs> Let's go one more time around the horn, and then we'll get out of here. Mark, you could also one. leave after – uh, this one, if you got I will be leaving. No, throw two out there. Throw two out. Why not? Two? I'll give you two real know. fast. Okay. One, Colin Kaepernick stays oh. with the 49ers. Hmm. That's a good one. That's a good one, Mark. Gabbert under contract. I'm not going to take that. I think in the end no one's going to really want him, and they do want him, and uh, and they're happy to pay him. So I think, I think you're right, and I'll stay away. I'm going to go against that one because there is at least one or there are at least two teams I can think of that would love to have Colin Kaepernick. And with the night, you know, the, 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 the dominoes falling kind of thing. If miles Jack slips to the Niners, I think they're going to want to get him. And, and um, if he's not though, then Jared Goff is sitting there and the, the no Cal connection and all that makes some sense. If you have Gabbard and Goff, then mm. they certainly would want to part ways with Kaepernick. Yeah, I say he's gone. I think the Rams are are a are again back to what I said five minutes. Ago. I think they're they're anxious Just to try and get somebody who is going to be splashy. Uh, I believe he will still be in San Francisco, mm. so I will not take you up on it. Do you want me to leave my last one before I go? If you'd like to throw it out there. Yes, at least two quarterbacks will be traded before the draft. At least two quarterbacks. <laughs> that's I just like to give sandwiches out to my friends, and so that's why I – Of any – like, Well, that's a weird ilk? one because – Yeah, it could be two low-level quarterbacks. It could be a big quarterback trade. Who knows? Or no trade There's at no, all. Like, 
Not a lot of trades in the NFL. That's just like picking balls from like a lottery ping pong. Well, thing. that's like a, get, a, there's get no on one side of it, Greg. That. I kind of call that a, a faux onion hanger because oh. it, it seems like not an a, onion hanger, but then you think about it a little bit more. It's oh, not it's an like, onion hanger. That's there's like no onions 50, hanging. There's like why? a 50 50 shot. Two why is it 50 50? Because court, quarterbacks get traded. Last year. You just said there's no them. logic or information behind it. Now you're assigning odds to it. Well, I'm saying there's no, like, mm-hmm. you can't predict, oh, this is going to be a big, heavy quarterback trade year. Well, it's ready. a vague one. Uh, but last year, two quarterbacks were traded. Yes, they were. Uh, three, I believe. I could see Mike Glennon moving. I could see Kaepernick moving. We've been thinking Mike Glennon's moving since he came into the league, I feel like. <laughs> Um, I will say, yeah, because because you know if you f- assume four three and a half QBs per roster, thirty two teams, it seems statistically likely that he built in a trap out. door on this too. You didn't put a time element on it. Did I you? said before the draft. Oh, before yeah, I'll take draft. you up on it. Why not? Yeah, I'll take you. All right, all right, Mark. Must be gone. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do, Mark. Uh, heading off into the great unknown. Say hi to everybody at Huckapoos. Bye, buddy. There he goes. All right, so Mark is out. Uh, let's um, throw out. Uh, get his answers offline, too, for our. Oh, yes. we do. Okay. All right, check. Go ahead. Peyton Manning, for all the buzz about oh, which you know network what? he's going to, at which network he is going to land, will land at no network to talk about other football players. Mm. Instead, he's going to go the John Elway route, and before the draft, he will be announced in a John Elway style role. By a professional. Oh, I love it. Football. That's an onion hanger, and I'll definitely take you up on I'm that. I'm taking you on <laughs> that. That is a long shot. Because did you watch his press conference today in, in full? Yeah. He sounded like a dude that was going to step away for at least a few months. It sounded that like that to me. For him to join an organization before the draft, that would mean he'd have to be kind of plugged in on some level prior to the draft uh, at some uh, like at least a month. You think? So I think. I could see him doing it, but I don't think it's happening this quickly. Do you think Peyton Manning, from what you've gleaned from the past 18-plus years, is somebody who likes to to uh, to step out of the spotlight for any stretch of time? We don't know. I mean, it's his first time ever he's had an opportunity. To I don't really. think he'll like to step out of football forever. So I could see him running the Saints would be a good one. Or the Colts, or but, the the, but, the, but the timeline you're putting on or this the is Titans, Brown, yeah, Dreamers, the timeline is tough. To Jimmy it it gotcha. seems to be like it would be next off season, like next January. So I, okay. I could tell you, Sessler, who just left, uh, has a pipe dream that he goes because he's buddy buddy with Haslam apparently, and Peyton Manning immediately becomes John Elway for the Browns. Here's what that's Peyton, something that's out there. Now listen, I you know I've made uh, I've made too much out of the story and it has nothing to do with my opinion on Peyton. By the way, for the record. Here's what, I just want to say this because you always uh, accuse me, Hanzoos. You yes. lead the charge that Damashek's the biggest Peyton hater of all time. I don't it's think he's like, a choker, as, I, as I've said. It's not like Dan's reading between the lines here. To come <laughs> up here. And I'm not alone. I've seen your Twitter uh, feed. I know, people. The at mentions. Because if you don't genuflect uh, to high-end professional athletes, then you're a hater. But you can't. Be, you can't it's think a every press team. Conference, though, wasn't it? Huh? It was, it was very tasteful. It really was tastefully done. <laughs> tastefully. No, that was bad. I um, oh, wow. Peyton is somebody who, to whatever it was, two years or so ago, was I was about to interview him, and like you say, you're not the only one who knows it, but people like you have let it be known publicly. A hey, Damashek's a Peyton hater. I'm not a hater. You let I, it no, be known publicly. I, I cited it in January. He's had his issues, and the and the numbers bear that out. 
His his team's record bears it out. But that's besides the point. He I no, it's not actually because when I pointed that out one too many times apparently, he got wind of my name the same way Kobe Bryant does. These guys, there are certain professional athletes who say, oh, I don't hear what the media says. Peyton and Kobe do hear it, and then they resent those media members who say something. Anyhow, one time, Peyton, I was scheduled to do an interview with Of all days for this story to come out, Shaq. It's come out already, but I'm going to just share it again because it leads to a larger point. Peyton... They, I was watching this on camera. So, so who do we have next here? He's like, all right, it's the NFL media. First, it's uh, Dan Helley from Total Access. Then it's Dave Damashek. And Peyton goes without batting an eye. No, kill the Damashek one. I'm not doing that one. <laughs> so it's pretty it, what, funny. Isn't that one of the highlights of your career? In a way, yeah, it is yeah, it is. And, but and, my point is, and Damashek of all people, I mean, you do not take slights uh, easily. Wouldn't you be the same way as Peyton Manning? I have said many times. That's exactly okay. how I would be. Okay. If I Fair ever enough. win an Academy Award, which is pro- probably 50, 60, 40-ish <laughs> yeah. that I will, I, I can assure you I will devote 97, 98% of the time to calling out people you who didn't believe in You would go full Jordan. Me. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would I, I, hey, everybody who has supported me, wow. you know who you are, and I'm going to get in touch with you one by one like Peyton did on text messages. Uh, but I'll, I'll let you all know, and I'll give you thanks. But right now I want to use my time to talk about all those people who tried to keep me down. That's what I would do. But the point is, if Peyton doesn't like people saying bad about pro football players, then the logic stands that he's not going to want to do that on ESPN or NFL Network or anywhere else. He's not going to want to go out and take shots at other pro football players. So it doesn't suit him to be a commentator. Does that logic stand? I just, you know what, there's a lot of logic to what you say, Dave, but it's just, you know, I really hoped it wasn't going to go down this road today. <laughs> what of road? All days. Well, I whole, didn't take it anyway. He's got a whole other show. I know. And by me. the way, now that Mark has left, there was an open chair, and we are now running into the Damashek program uh, time slot. Henry Hodgson. Well, this is the crossover podcast the we've notorious. always talked Wait, about. This isn't the DDFP, then? No, this is this is the <laughs> What's happening in here? Or yeah. is it? Start the show! <laughs> <laughs> it's a takeover! Oh, oh I, I knew I shouldn't have trusted you. <laughs> All right, we have... Let's, we're going to get out of here. Two more okay. sandwich props. You're welcome to stay. And by the way, Henry, since you're here already, yep. handsome Hank, I know we've now crossed over. It's fine. Whichever. Um, whichever. You can get in on these sandwich props if you wish. Okay. Uh, uh, go get my lunch. Friend. That's nice. It's friendly. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to get specific. You always get in trouble when you get specific, but what the hell? I'm hanging some onion at a big spot. Matt Forte to the Jets. Boom, just like that. Yep. Yeah, I'll take you up on that. I'll take that. Out of principle. Hmm. One in th- It's a good 32. spot for Henry because you come in, you don't have to make your own. I'll make my own if you make want me to. Oh, but I'll definitely take Dan's. Is that, I'm, try- I'm just trying to run through because if you think about past history of coordinators, is, is he the style back that Chan would covet? I went through this in an earlier podcast. He that likes receiving backs. He's a receiving back, maybe the best receiving back in the last 10 years. Uh, their entire backfield, they're, uh, Powell and Ivy are out the door. They definitely want to mix it up, I think, and go in a different direction. I don't think Matt Forte will cost a lot, and I think the Jets want a third receiver they can trust to pair with Marshall and Decker. That's why I think it's going to happen. 
Yeah, and, but, and they're also going to be transitioning away from Ryan Fitzpatrick, as we've oh, already God. discussed. Uh, <laughs> if that happens, by the way, they're just going to—they'll go in a totally different direction. How about that? Is your sandwich? RG three to Matt Forte—that could be. Fun. I would like—I would like for you to make a, a real sandwich bet here with your heart this time. That's where my heart is on this. I yeah. want. Uh, do you do you really mean what you say that you'll turn your back on the Jets if they if they let Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, I would walk? never turn my back on him. I'm saying I think the Jets might go in a totally different direction. And not and just trade Mo Wilkerson, you know, get try to get out of Darrell Revis's contract, and they'll just start what? over if they don't have a quarterback next year. So win now, team. You oh, need what? a win now, quarterback. What if they don't have the guy that they signed like as an afterthought? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Last let's just it was a year let's stay ago. On, let's stay on point here. Matt Forte to the, Forte to the Jets. Greg, you took it. Check. Mm, <laughs> I'm gonna say I'll go against that one because uh, because of the specificity. That's gonna come back. Yes, to bite it you. probably will, Hank. As a longtime listener of, of the Around the NFL podcast, I know that this is one that you've made with your heart. You desperately yeah. want this. Never happen. goes well. Never goes well, nor does the specifics. I'm definitely taking it. Okay. Well, well we're, trying to, we're trying to make them a little more difficult as we go. Do right. you have one, Hank? I, I mean, not planned out, but I think I have one somewhere around. Do the one. I didn't do the one that you and I were talking about, so you can throw that one Okay. Out well, in that case, Shaq and I were talking before. He, you know, he likes to prepare for every show. Oh, yeah. So that's something we know about Dave. So what, all the quarterbacks that we've I go about my business about, the right way. Right. A lot of preparation. <laughs> like Peyton studying that game tape. Mm-hmm. So all the quarterbacks that we've been talking about during the free agency period, right? Sam Bradford just got re-signed last week. Um, Colin Kaepernick, we've been talking about, like, will sure. he move around? Brock Osweiler, uh, who else? Um, Chase Daniel. Um, who was the – there's one other name. Oh, and Ryan Fitzpatrick. None of those guys will take the team that they wind up signing with, whether they re-sign with their old teams or not. None of them will take their team to the playoffs. <laughs> That's an onion hanger just because of the math. Of the, am- the amount of so this is This is uh, this is a long – this is – this, this is, is long the long game bet. This yeah. is not a. Uh, it's not a. It's not one that not you're going to get next week. Wide. I will. I, I say will, that again. Say it. All the quarterbacks that we've been talking about during this free agency off-season period: Fitz, Cap, um, Daniel, Chase, Daniel, um, Bradford, Bradford, Osweiler. None of there them. are five. None of them will make the playoffs. None of Somebody, those guys. I, regardless, I, I of what go team, against if that Osweiler one because goes of the to Houston, if Caps. Gets traded to the Jets, whatever. Patrick counts. Oh, you can throw RG3 in there as well. Wait, even if Osweiler, Osweiler stays in Denver? Wherever they wind up, none of those guys are going to the I'll play. take you on that. Thank you for the sandwich. Yeah, Jackson Market, please. Beef brisket. Fine. All right. Sure. I'm, there's no reason to, to get angry. Get all over like excited that, like that. about it. Why is that? Oh, the Broncos are a lock for the playoffs next year? No, but I'll take my uh, chances with all those guys. I'm just here. Come the Raiders. Jack, I'm just trying to have some fun. That's all. All right. I'm sorry. I got too excited. No, I know. But it it seemed like it came from a dark place. And for somebody who seems to (laughs) revel in in what you in what you allege is uh, is a hatred for one of the legends of pro football. I don't hate. You know what it is? Actually, handsome. And I were talking about this earlier today. I, I did offer as well for he Dave, now that he's retired, to finally admit his hatred for Peyton. <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> there are players, when you're growing up and as a grown-up, there are players when you watch sports that you vibe to. I just didn't vibe to Peyton Manning's way. He was surgical. It was admirable. I j- he just didn't speak to me in the gut, you know? I, w- I like gunslingers. That's what I like better. That's it. All right, Dave. I'm just telling well, you. W- you're, let's close with Greg. I'll just throw one out there. The the Around the NFL podcast with Dave Damashek on the day that Peyton Manning retires, 
will be the longest around the NFL podcast of the year. Everyone would take that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just even with Dave Damashek will be the longest. <laughs> I, got, I got no one to take me on that one? No. Okay. Not Finally, Greg. Uh, I will go. I had a couple left. Let's see. Uh, Olivier Vernon gets the most guaranteed money of any player in free agency. Wow. What in the hell? Interesting. He is number. He asked for an onion hanger. Number four on the top 99? Number two. Number, number two, two behind Malik Jackson, who's going to get a ton. Yeah, he would probably be my next pick. But I think Vernon's sexier. I could see him getting more guaranteed money because he is a sexier. He's a pass rusher. People like pass rushers. Teams pay for pass rushers. But more than uh, Doug Martin will get, a relatively uh, young Doug guy. What? Forget Doug Martin. He's, He's a running back. back. What about like Janaris Jenkins? He won't even be in the. Yeah, that that's an option. You know, Bradford already got a decent amount. That's in the. That's I'll take the, you on that's it. In the mix. I'll take the field. Kalechi Semeli maybe will get a lot. I mean, it's not exciting. Mm-hmm. How old's he now? Thirty. It's. I mean, it's a tough one. It's. A I'm just basing I'll it off of age. Yeah, taking one versus the field. Yeah. Field. Field. Yeah, I actually think that this could easily. I think it'll happen. Ooh. I agree with Greg. Nice. I like that. So a player that's so valuable. I don't think he's, he's get that valuable, but I just think he'll get that much money. But, but I was Pass trying to build. I was trying to build towards a Dolphins dig, but you didn't. Right. So I'm, so oh, I'm sorry. Go. It. No, it's all right. Jarvis Bird. No, 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 do it. Would have yeah. won this a couple of years ago. Who? <laughs> Come on, Brandon, get on Mount Rushmore. Jairus Bird. Whenever Jairus Bird is mentioned, you gotta drop it. Listen, he's working <laughs> towards it. Okay. All right, we got to get out of here. I'm not gonna lie; I didn't even hear what you guys are saying. I think it's right? exciting to think that yeah, we're just gonna stuff. we're yeah. gonna work towards it. I don't even Jairus. want you to stop. I just Jairus. hope you make it like a drop. Say your goodbye, and then go straight into DDFP music, and wow. let's do it all over again. That would be <laughs> your start. You're staying here, Hanzus. Jokes on you. You're the, lock the door now. You just can't leave. <laughs> Hit the music. There's no way. No, we, there's Rosendahl. There's Rosendahl back. Let, let, we're taking back control of the show. That's it. <laughs> You're going to have your, your Shaq show, and we love it. It's the, you know. Don't I, patronize No, me. I'm famously, as Greg can attest, prickly about other podcasts. Uh, I don't feel that way towards your show. But let's we're no threat them, to you. Let's just keep them separate. When's the last time you listened to it? <laughs> I listened to the show uh, recently when you <laughs> had your airport adventure, your misadventure. That was a shame. That was embarrassing. All right, that's it. That's it for the Around the NFL podcast. This is – oh, I got TD meddling now on the board. <laughs> oh, God. This is our show, okay? Stan Hansa signing off for – I know it's not your fault, Brandon. The Sizzler. Handsome Hank. Shaq. The boss and the Irishman. Great start behind the glass, buddy. No, you did good, buddy. Till Wednesday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm late. I'm late. Very important Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist and authorized seller and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.